0: Hello, and welcome to this first episode of Rolling for Keeps, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Our first full episode will be released in the coming weeks, so stay tuned to this feed for that. In the meantime, us players and our Dungeon Master Matt has prepared some introductions to the world and the characters we will play. So, with no further ado, take it away, Matt.
1: Gather round. Let me spin you the tale of how our world got turned all upside down. It started with the promise of instant travel between Earth and the terraformed colony of Mars. It wouldn't take six months time to travel between them anymore. It was such a small spark, how could we have known? The people of Mars watched with apprehension and excitement. Their faces plastered to their viewing screens as the first teleportation was about to be broadcast to the world. They told us everything was safe. That all the short brains test had gone off without a hitch. We watched with joy as the man from Earth appeared on Mars like magic. A moment of changed history did just that, but not in the way we thought. The pad began to shake and crack and slowly, as if in slow motion, it exploded outward in a torrent of strange, multicolored flames. The flames screamed from the pad and wrapped around the Earthman, pulling him back. The government, they lied to us. The test had only opened holes in, into the world, not transported something through them. Before the first scream had even slipped from the man's mouth, Mars began to quiver underneath our feet. and and every screen went out. With that, pillars of flame started to spread across the surface of the world. It seemed like, like they burned from heaven to hell. Portals started to open to unearthly flame. From them came the stuff of nightmares and scary bedtime stories. Our first experience of real horror. Anyone's bodies, kissed by the flame started to bend and mutate into creatures of evil. Anyone who could Run ran. We ran to, to any place we could find. The lucky ones fled to asteroid shelters. Those who didn't make it fell victim to natural disasters that plagued our world. Earthquakes that, that tore our continent to pieces, forcing our planet forcing our planet to be forever changed. The few who remembered to survive to the surface are enslaved by demon lords. The great devils and worst of all the great elementals who called Mars home. The slaves reportedly have been forced to build great cities in their honor, cities surrounded in the hellish flames that remain. Lucky for us, there are still cities of light. They are few and far between, but, the, but they persist against the darkness that has taken over our world. Welcome to Rolling for Keeps and Apple Entertainment Production, Chapter 1, Mars Burning.
2: No one knows where I came from. I was not born in the fallout shelter. No one was pregnant around the time I showed up. I was just found one day in a quiet corridor by someone walking the halls. I was an infant and no one knew where I came from. I was brought before the head council of the shelter and it was put to vote whether I should be kept and cared for or aborted, because I was probably from the outside world. The voting determined that I should be put down and cremated no one was willing to be the person to kill an innocent infant. So I was passed from residence to residence until I was about five. Then I was on my own with no support from any family. I did not know if I even had a family. No one loved me. I was only tolerated. Thus, I began to rebel and do things to get attention and affection, even if it was negative affection, hence why I was kicked out at five years old. I made up my own stories about where I was from and who my parents were. No two stories the same, other than usually ending with my parents dead and me on my own. I'm a compulsive liar. Other kids don't like me because I would lie all the time, and parents would try to keep them away from me too. I did go to the shelter school. Spent a lot of time in detention, but received a standard education. The Shelter was big enough that I could change the way I talk and change parts of the way I look, and people would automatically recognize me. However, the shelter was also small enough that it was only a matter of time before people figured out it was me. The closest thing I had to a mentor was a full-on Yahti abomination. The only other Yahti, or at least one of a very small few. He was Shady. No, really, that was his name, Shady. Most of his time was spent in the shelter jail or hiding from the guards. Being around him scared me a little bit, but he never gave me a hard time. He taught me little bits about my culture, language, and how to use my hereditary skills to manipulate people. I also spent a lot of time with the shelter thugs and drunks, because they didn't care who I was. I learned some skills from them too. The drunks taught me how to play with people's emotions, in order to get one last drop of ale or some spare coins. Thugs taught me how to pick locks and pick fights. The lying, I learned that all by myself, because I did it to myself. I tell myself things like, other kids don't like me because they're jealous. It's better to be alone. My parents miss me. I'm not forgotten. The reason I wanted to leave the shelter so badly It was because I recently discovered the truth about how I was found. That it was put to a vote whether I should be killed as a baby. And worst of all, that no one knew where I was from.
0: Ever since the demons entered the world, humanity has been in a period of twilight, huddled in dark corners of the planet, praying none of the evil above would notice our presence. Calyx learned just how bad it had become on the surface from his parents, who once spent an entire month topside. They were part of the vault security force, providing protection for some of the engineers performing a routine air filter change of the intake vents on the surface. A band of demonic slavers appeared and overwhelmed them. They were captured and sent to a blighted city to be sold off as slaves of a dark master. And if not for the heroism of Kallax's parents, they would've. When his parents returned, they were heroes. They had the respect of everyone, and they had some stories to tell. Every night, Kallax's parents would tell him about their adventure. Of demons. Of the ruined cities of a past age. Of the raw magic power and of the sun and blue sky. It was heartbreaking for him to hear about the condition of the humans living on the surface, of all that they had to endure, but the stories never got Kallax down. Instead, he felt hope. Despite all the evil up there, humanity had survived. Kallax wants to help the survivors up there, to give them hope that the darkness can pass, but no one leaves the vault anymore. After the incident with the demonic slavers, Vault Engineers remade the entire ventilation system so no one would have to go outside. The Sovereignty has outlawed even approaching the door without proper paperwork. The only way to have a chance at going outside is to be part of the security force. I, Kallax bulbiark have spent most of my life training for the force. Now that I am in, I push myself longer and harder than anyone else. I have to be the best because maybe... Just maybe, the best is good enough to get out. Our civilization may be in its twilight, but where some see only an end, I see a beginning. We've been living in the dark tunnels of these vaults, taught to fear the demons above. I'm done. Now is my time to step out of the shadows. Every night for the past month, I've been having dreams that aren't my own, of some other time, some other place, of someone else's life. I think they are trying to tell me something, something only I can do to help the people above. I think my years of preparation are about to pay off, a team is being formed to investigate the radio silence of some of the other vaults and there are whispers that I am being considered to lead the team. Sounds like it's a good time to cash in on my parents goodwill.
2: Adelaide was created by a bot maker to function as a personal life companion. She has a fleshy face, torso, and arms. One can only assume her maker put a lot of thought into her build. I watched as the bot maker ensured her safety in the vault before he charged out into the war. She became distraught and was deactivated by my mother. I spent my life learning her build and reprogrammed her to assist us in our mission. If it is your order, I will travel to the end of the universe to assist you. My name is Adelaide. Automated demolition, engage, learn, attack, infiltrate, destroy, end.
3: The name's Reginald Moanwaller, but my friends call me Rally. At least, they would if I had any. See, I'm what they call a meta. A human born, a little different from the rest. Most people look down on us and treat us like we're second class citizens. That's alright with me. I've always been more inclined to spend my time with mechs and chems. See, the people down here need something to keep their spirits up, and whether your vice is guns or drugs, I'm your guy. Leadership tends to leave me alone. Well, when I'm not trying to break out, that is. Ever since the incident, they tend to just kind of ignore me. My dad basically built this place from the ground up. He was the lead engineer here and he showed me all of the ins and outs. The official story is that he led a team out of the vault and they just lost contact one day. Some say he joined a demon cult, others say he died. All the records have either been edited or destroyed, and five years later, no one really knows what happened. But I know he's out there, and I will get out. I will find him.